Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. That was Cantaloupe Island from Herbie Hancock. Good morning. Thank you very much for joining me here on Jazz FM. It's Jazz Shapers, the place where you can hear, as you well know, I hope, the people who are shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul, alongside their equivalents in the world of business, a business shaper. My business shaper today is Mr. Alistair Hughes. He is the co-founder of Savoir Beds. For those of you in the know, you will know that they are probably the best bed in the world, the ones that were originally supplied to the Savoy in the early 20th century. You'll be hearing lots from Alistair about him and his brilliant business. In addition to hearing from him, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business. And on top of all of that, yes, you know what it's going to be, Brilliant music from the Shapers of Jazz, Blues and Soul, including Aretha Franklin, the New Century Jazz Quintet, and this from The Grip. Formerly, I guess, or rather informally known as a bit of a supergroup in the jazz world, Tom Skinner on drums, Oren Marshall on tuba, and Finn Peters on the flute and the sax. The sound of Acorn and the grip. Fantastic stuff. Alistair Hughes is my business shaper, as I promised earlier, here on Jazz Shapers. Alistair is the co-founder of Savoir Beds, and they are, as I said, the best beds in the world. And I'm saying that, and he can't say that, I'm sure, because someone will come oh, along and say... They are the they best are. beds in the world. There you go. They are the best beds in the world. Amazing things, and I will confess that I have been seduced, and I have one. And then there's one of the, the most extraordinary luxuries I've ever, ever, ever indulged myself in the world. Alistair, thank you so much for joining me. For those people who don't know, what is Savoir Beds, and, and how did you come to become the proud owner of this fantastic brand? Savoir Beds are the makers, as we've said, of the, the most fabulous mattresses. Um, we come from the Savoy Hotel. The Savoy Hotel, back in 1889, um, set out to be the most luxurious, fantastic hotel in the world. And they decided in 1905 they wanted to create their own bed, What's more important to a hotel than a great night's sleep? Um, so they set out and created their own bed. They own the brand for many, many years um, as the Savoy Bed Works. And then come 97, things had changed and uh, I saw the opportunity to uh, buy the business from them. Now, going back a little bit, 1989, you, you graduate uh, with an economics degree, and then I Correct. believe you go into the world of consultancy, as That's so right. many clever people seem to do. Uh, Travelled the world a bit, Australia, the Philippines, you're in the UK again. Um, it sounded like from a very early point in your career, though, you thought, I kind of want to run my own thing. Do you know when you started to feel that, or did you know that even when you began in your consultancy career? I knew definitely when I started my consultancy career, but, but before that also, I always had an interest in, in business and how things worked. And I, I thought consulting was a way into that, and it was. However, ultimately, you're giving a lot of advice, which is great and interesting. Um, but sometimes you just want to get your hands dirty and do something. Um, so after you know four fabulous years at LEK, I decided the time had come to, uh, to, 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 to look out for something, an opportunity. 
Now, the first opportunity that comes along isn't always the one that works. And like so many entrepreneurs, a few didn't quite get off the starting blocks. Is that a fair enough thing to say? Absolutely. The very first thing I did um, was to uh, try and set up just before the internet age sort of uh, burst upon us um, uh, uh, as a competitor, if you like, with Auto Trader or Exchange Mart, um, used cars via the telephone in a database. Autodial, we, we, we called ourselves. Um, and what I did meet through that was uh, my current business partner, Stephen Winston, um, some great investors um, uh, who, who, who saw me through that, but ultimately that didn't work. And uh, after that experience, I thought, do I want to go and get a real job again? And, and frankly, no, I didn't. Um, and so I did small bits of consulting um, and, uh, and looked out for, for the next project. Find out how Alistair bumped into the next project, which was to become his project indeed for almost 20 years so far, and lots more to come, I'm sure. Time for some music. This is Aretha Franklin and Chain of Thoughts. Chain, chain, chain. Aretha Franklin and the rather famous chain of fools. Alistair Hughes is my business shaper today. He's the co-founder of Savoir Beds, which if you were listening earlier, you'll know was founded actually a long, long time ago and then bought because a man called Alistair Hughes found out that this company was for sale. And like many things, Alistair, um, it wasn't kind of planned, but you knew you were looking for something. Tell me a little bit about how this potential opportunity came along and what made you grab it. Well, it was totally unplanned, um, but I'd been doing some work um, helping raise some cash for Home House, private members club in Portman Square, very beautiful um, Adam building. Um, and the the guy who founded that, uh, Brian Clevaz, had previously worked um, as part of the Savoy group at Simpsons on the Strand. Um, and uh, it came across a conversation that the Savoy were looking to sell the Savoy Bedworks. And I thought, wow, that's something we've got to find out about. Um, so uh, Stephen, my business partner, myself, went along, saw the FD of the Savoy, and um, uh, after a, after a bit of a haggle um, and uh, saw off a bit of bidding competition, um, we we were able to buy the company. And did it just feel right? I mean, beyond the numbers and beyond the fact that you knew um, how much it would cost you and therefore what the possible opportunity was, and no one can ever really know, what was it that, that convinced you this was the right the right opportunity for you? I, th- I think two things, really. One actually was the price. I mean, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd blown my savings on my first uh, business venture. I wasn't uh, flush with cash. Um, and I saw it as a relatively low-risk thing to do. Manufacturing is that low-risk. Well, it was a product. It seemed to have some people buying it. It was a very small business, very low overhead. Um, but what I really liked was just this fantastic story. Um, yeah, this backstory. I mean, if you're if you're going to sell a bed, you you want the most famous people in the world to have slept on it. You know, Savoir beds have been slept on every by everyone through the ages. And you know, um, you know, whether it was Monet sleeping on one, painting pictures of the Thames. You know, whether it's Marilyn Monroe, whether it's Frank Sinatra who refused to sleep on anything else when he was in London. You know. Savoir Beds had this amazing backstory and I just thought with that heritage and then when I went to see it the guys making the, the, the product making the beds the craftsmanship that went into it um, I just thought it was amazing I thought wow this is this is great um, but the funny thing is it's one of those things the craftsmanship that put the other bidders off because they didn't want to make the bed in the same way and we were lucky that the Savoy said no no we want the same product um, so despite not making the highest offer we got the company 
And that point you made, or the two points rather, heritage and craftsmanship, and I guess underpinned by story, in a way they must still be at the very, very centre of what it is that you do. You have incredible heritage, you have a wonderful story and stories to tell, and most importantly, and this is kind of at the centre of the renaissance, if you like, in manufacturing, there's real artisanship, there's real craftsmanship. Does that, which of those three kind of turns you on the most, or is it is it the ingredients, all of them put together? It's the mix, it's the mix, it's more than the sum of the parts, and I think, you know, what we set out to do as a very small business was we, we, we thought the only way we can compete is to be at the very top end. And if you look at what a luxury product needs to have, it needs those things. It needs a backstory. It needs heritage. It needs craft and quality. Uh, and it needs to be exclusive and unique and bespoke, special. Um, that's why people want it. Um, so we were confident we could create the best night's sleep available. That's what it's about. Um for me, it was just a question of how do we tell people about it? How do we get this across that we've got two guys making these beds? How do we how do we how do we make that happen? And find out how they made it happen very very shortly. Stay with me for more from my business shaper, Alice Hughes, co-founder of Savoir Beds. Latest travel in a couple of minutes, and before that, some words of wisdom for your business from our program partners at Mishkondare. Hello, my name is Derville Walsh. I'm a partner in the contentious banking and finance practice at Mishkondarea. One practical tip I would give to all customers who have dealings with their banks is at the start of the relationship, particularly when they're drawing down funding, it is very important to get the necessary professional input from either accountants or lawyers as to the terms being offered by the bank. One of the reasons for doing this at the outset is because it is critical to avoid a situation where there is a dispute a year or two years down the line, at which point the die has been cast, and very often from the perspective of the borrower and the legal or professional advisor, it is a case of damage limitation. So I can't stress highly enough the importance of getting professional assistance at the start so that you set your stall out appropriately. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers here on Saturday morning on Jazz FM. And if you're still slumbering around in your bed, well, why not? It's not that late yet. Um, if you haven't been able to listen to some of the previous programmes, you can, of course, go into iTunes and you'll find a whole lot over there. Next time you're travelling on British Airways, you can always put on BA High Life and you'll find some of the best of the Shapers programmes in there as well. And cityam.com is another destination for you if you want to catch some of my phenomenal guests over the last few years. Alistair Hughes is my phenomenal guest today, and he is the co-founder of Savoir Beds. Heritage, we were talking about a story, we were talking about craftsmanship um, and and making stuff, really, and, and, and all of that. And Alistair, you, you took that business over for a few thousand pounds then, uh, and, and all the other liabilities that would have come with it. Your business is now, I think, you know, in the millions, and you sell, I, I believe you make around a thousand beds a year. That's right. Um, what does it feel like looking back now? Could you have imagined you would be where you are now? Or does it feel like you've got so much more to go you don't think about it like that? We've, we've got a long way to go still. Um, I still think we're at the beginning. But certainly if you look back to when we had two guys um, you know, making making these beds, no real clients, um, and, and thinking, you know, where, 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 does the, where, where does the next sale come from? It's a big shift from there, certainly. Um, and that journey's been incredibly exciting. And, uh, um, you yeah, know, a bit of luck and hopefully a bit of skill gone into making it happen. Now, you were talking about your early adventures and the thoughts around, you know, some kind of the pre-dot-com boom stuff happening. You've gone and made stuff. I mean, you actually physically build things and now you've got these amazing beds. Just give me a little insight into what goes into it because 
there's mass manufacturing and then there's bespoke manufacturing. You're definitely at the bespoke end. Just tell me a little bit about how these beds are made. Absolutely. If you can imagine, each bed is made by one person. Um, they're at a bench and they make the whole thing through. So the same person will make your mattress from start to finish. They will use the best natural ingredients, horsetail, wool, cashmere and so forth. And they will take between 40 and 150 hours to produce that bed. Um, the, the person who makes your mattress or your box spring or headboard will then sign it off. Um, it's a real labour of love. People love to come and see. We don't call it a factory, we call it a bedworks. West London, come and see us. Um, but it's it's just amazing to see. But the amazing thing is people might think, well, how can you how can you do that? How can that work? But the fact is, people want quality, and if they see there's quality, they're willing to pay for it. And if we can genuinely show we can provide the best night's sleep, then they'll queue up for a savoir, which is what they're doing. And all the things that go into ensuring that the best quality materials are there, um, that the design aesthetic is right, that you get the right craftsman. I imagine people stay with you for a number of years as Absolutely. well. You need to build up all that. That's a, also a lot of, you know, it wasn't fashionable to start making stuff back in the 90s. I mean, people were going the other way. What made you think that making things could be good for you and from a financial perspective as well? Because surely a lot of your contemporaries were saying... Alistair, I don't know what you're doing. You're making beds. I'm building an empire online. Absolutely. I don't know many of my my, 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 my contemporaries who are involved in manufacturing at all. But it, it just struck me that if you can be at the top end of any market, you can make it work. And you know, the idea that, that, that Britain can manufacture, you look, at, you look at the country today and you see whether it's automotive industry or great hotels or, or great services. If you're at the top end of it, you can do very well. And that's exactly what I saw. I saw I shouldn't think of myself as as a provider of, 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 of beds. I'm a provider of luxury goods. I'm bringing something to people. More coming up from Alistair, who's my business shape. But time for some music now. This is London Town from the lovely New Century Jazz Quintet. That was London Town from the New Century Jazz Quintet. You should be feeling very relaxed now, talking about beds and listening to great music. Alice, here's my business shape. We'll be talking about all sorts of stuff. The trials and tribulations of running your own business, um, and you sound, you seem like a very um, upbeat kind of guy, and I think most people I've met uh, on this programme have been upbeat. There must have been some dark moments when you've gone, you know what, they were right, I shouldn't be manufacturing stuff, it's all going wrong. Were there, and if there were, how did you get through them? Look, there have been tough times. There's absolutely no question about it. Um, getting our name out of that there in the first place was 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 difficult. People just didn't know about us. Um, we had a little bit of luck. Um, uh, Emma Thompson was kind enough to say we made the got rid of her insomnia. We uh, we we cured it. She was quoted as saying that we got a fantastic piece in the Telegraph and the business began to take off. But before that, I was thinking. I'm making these beds. I've got no customers. Um, so there are difficult times. But even as we've expanded, I mean, just two years ago, I went to New Delhi for the opening of our showroom and looked up in horror to see our brand name spelt incorrectly. Saviour Bed. That's not what I wanted to see. It wasn't <laughs> not a, good a bad moment. idea, though. Saviour. I mean, you know, there's, there's something in it. It's not. It's not what I wanted it's to not, see. It's as not you can you. imagine. So what did the you do? I mean, that's about to open. Did you then? Well, the, there was. Uh, it was the day before. There was nothing we could do about the sign. Absolutely nothing we could do about the sign. We just went ahead and smiled um, and got on with it. 
Um, and, you know, so there have been frustrations and setbacks along the way. There's absolutely no doubt about it. But on the whole, um, we've had more successes than failures. The key thing is keep pushing on, of course. And in terms of um, you talked about your, your co-founder, who it sounds like there's a less day-to-day role um, for him in the business. Who do you turn to, though, on a day-to-day basis to, to kind of go, hold on, I'm thinking about this or there's an issue over here. Yeah. Is there someone you go to? Well, actually, probably Stephen, the, yeah, the co-founder, um, is. Um, I speak to him most days. Um, because he's not involved day to day in the business, a great person to go to and, and seek some advice. Is there ever, ever a time where you think, I didn't do the right thing? Ever, ever, ever? Of course. I mean, everyone has doubt and, you know, you go to some alumni function and you think, goodness, I could have done that, should have done that. But what's amazing to me is the grass is always green and a number of people who say, hey, Alistair, I wish I was doing that. How, how do I do that? It's amazing. People always want to do something different. But on the whole, yeah, I... I love my work. I love what I do. I love the product. You know, we've got a great bunch of people and we sell something that's fantastic. Um, People smile because of it. The delivery guys say it's fantastic. We deliver a great night's sleep. People Mm. love it. We'll have our final chat with Alistair today, plus play a track from James Brown. That's after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. I feel good I knew that I wouldn't So good So good I got you oh, I feel nice The sugar and spice I feel nice The inimitable Mr. James Brown and I feel good Alistair Hughes is with me just for a few more precious minutes. Your business has grown, Alistair, from from the small beginnings, even though you had a brand name, you didn't really have any customers, as you said, and it only ever supplied the, the Savoy. What have been the key things along the way that have precipitated that growth? PR, I imagine, is kind of in there, isn't it? You mentioned the Emma Thompson thing. Uh, Gone Girl very recently featured yep. your beds and all your friends and family rang up and said, oh, have you seen the bed? But what, is that is that a key component? And if, it was, if it's not just that one, what would be the other ones? I think absolutely um, the the PR has helped us amazingly. Getting press is incredibly important. But actually now the most important source of customers is referral. People talking about us, that's what it's all about. Um, In the UK now, over 50% of our business comes from referrals by existing clients. It's amazingly important to us. Um, The number of people who who tell a friend over dinner, I bought this crazy bed, I did this, I did that. Um, And if they're happy, they'll buy. And that, of course, is the cheapest form of getting to people, but also the most successful. Um, So that, I'd say, is the key referral. The other thing I think, just having, um, as I alluded to earlier, very luckily been a customer, albeit I am a customer, I guess, of of Savoir Bears. But how did you find out? Well, it was family, you see. Exactly. It was the in-law saying, you've got to buy this bed. And I said, yes, one day. And then the one day seemed to have come along rather sooner than I thought. But the customer service, just the experience of being the, being the customer, I would say that, again, and I and I interact with many, many businesses, yours is extraordinary. And I imagine it's back-end sort of database stuff, but it's also just that people, you don't have hundreds of thousands of customers, you have thousands. Mm. Your team really knew and they said, oh, yes, hello, we met you and your wife and so on and so forth. How have you created that consistency of customer service delivery? 
How have you done it? I think the key is having great people. You can have a database with all the information on, of course, but ultimately you, you, you need to have good people who remember things and just do the basics right and have the time. You know, don't load things up too much. Don't put too much on people. Make sure the delivery guys have time to do what they're meant to do. You know, make sure they're motivated to do the right thing. Um, it's, it's about the people who you deal with. That's what it's all about. And, and just pick up on one last thing before I ask you your song choice today. British manufacturing, and especially the luxury and good time for it better things ahead is this is this a good moment to be Savoir beds and other similar luxury brands i think absolutely the uk as seen from overseas is an amazing place um yeah there's no question the chinese do not think about the austin allegro they think about the rolls royce and which is lucky which is very lucky yes, yes. and you know it's it is a fabulous time to be in britain and manufacturing the world wants our stuff we've just got to get it out there where are you going to be in five years, you and the business? What do you think? I think the business will be significantly larger, both in the States and China. Um, and you know, I like to think by then we'll be doing £25 million without a problem. Brilliant. Well, I really, really hope you do that. Thank you so much for joining me. Just before I let you go, what's your song choice and why have you chosen um, My song choice is uh, Ice Cream by Chris Barber. Um, essentially, my dad was a massive jazz nut. Um, and I remember as a kid when I was 10, 11, listening to that um, and uh, on the old, uh, the old eight track. And um, yeah, fabulous memory. So that's the reason. It's for my dad, Stephen Hughes. Fantastic. Here it is for you. Thank you so much for joining me. was the song choice of my business shaper today Alistair Hughes it was of course Chris Barber and Ice Cream what an intelligent guy full of positivity and someone who inherently believes in the power of making a luxury product and indeed creating a brand that would really really connect lovely stuff join me again same time same place that's next Saturday 9am for another edition of Jazz Shapers but in the meantime you know who it is coming up next it's Nigel Williams here on Jazz FM Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea It's business, but it's personal.